Welcome into the lounge. It is time for our weekly ad drop episode. Getting us one step closer to that championship. Hopefully you guys are looking at decent records right now. Uh, We're going to add a few players, make that late season push. Get, Get those wins needed to make the playoffs. Hope you're enjoying a drink tonight. Tonight I'm drinking on uh, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. This one's at 94 proof. It's basically their, you know, their Kentucky bourbon. And after it's finished aging, they they put it in another barrel that's lightly toasted. uh, And they let it sit in there for a little bit, I think a few months. And then they, uh, you know, label it as Toasted Barrel, just another... Another way to get bourbon lovers to buy more bourbon. And the, the flavor, the taste of this, it's got like marshmallow, um, cinnamon, toast, oak, like burnt a little bit. It's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good bourbon. I mean, if you're going to buy the the traditional Elijah Craig, you, you if you can get your hands on Toasted Barrel, it's... There's just more layers to it. So on to our ad drops. First thing we want to talk about, Dak Prescott. What a brutal injury. Uh, Dak Prescott was having a pretty good season. Uh, I rated him one of the one of the sleepers of the year to uh, to get on your on your rosters. So now that he's out, the attention goes to Andy Dalton. And what can we expect with Andy Dalton? Well, first of all, if you're in a two-quarterback league or a super-flex league, you need to most likely spend 95 to to all of your your fab money. 95% to all of your fab. You probably need to plan on putting on Andy Dalton. Uh, now, if you're in a one quarterback league and, and it's not a super flex or two quarterback league, I mean it's it's just a few dollars. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't spend too much on them unless there's absolutely no quarterbacks left. But uh, you'd have to be in a pretty deep league uh, in a one quarterback league to not have anybody available. So spend a few dollars on him. I mean, he'll be the starter for Dallas for the rest of the season. But here's some reasons that we need to love Andy Dalton. First of all, he's done it before. He's finished as a top 10 fantasy quarterback four times in his career. And one year, 2013, he was the quarterback three in fantasy football. So Andy Dalton has done it before. And not only that is he's got tremendous more weapons than he's ever had. Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. I mean, this guy has weapons for days. So he's going to be a great low-end quarterback one for the rest of the season. So here's a strategy that I'm considering doing. So in Scott Fishbowl, I currently have Drew Brees as my starting quarterback, and it's a super flex. So I've been rocking Gardner Minshew as my super flex the last few weeks and he's been doing good except for that Miami game I also have Jimmy G on the bench 
and Taysom Hill, which I took a flyer on late in drafts as, you know, an injury replacement. I talked about that on an earlier podcast. Um, so you take potential upside plays. So I had Drew Brees, and if he were to go down, I anticipate that Sean Payton would go with Taysom over Jameis, even though everyone wants to see Jameis. I just don't think Jameis is a good quarterback. And we know Sean Payton's love for Taysom Hill. So anyway, so I took Taysom Hill. But looking at our fab, what, what you need to do is you need to go to your league. If, if you're thinking about getting Andy Dalton, go to your league. Find out what your opponent's fab budget looks like. How much do they have left compared to how much you have left? Then you need to look at of those teams that have more fab money than you, which of them need a quarterback. Okay, so you're going to identify your competition. Someone that needs a quarterback is going to spend a lot more on a quarterback than someone that just wants it um, for convenience, right? So then once you identify people above you, what they need, then you start looking at teams below you that need a quarterback. And then you'll kind of have an idea of where your competition is. So I did that in Scott Fishbowl because it's it's one of my few super flex leagues. And he's out there. So I looked at the fab. So I have the most fab in the league. I think I have $92 left. Okay. Um, I am tied with another player that either, either has 92 or 91. And I... They don't need a quarterback. But if you scroll down, you'll see teams that have $50, $50 they need a quarterback, um, $60. Teams that are going to need a quarterback, but they won't be able to outbid me. So I'm debating if I want to... If I want to um, add... Andy Dalton and drop Taysom Hill just in case something happens to Minshew or Jimmy G uh, to have basically Dallas's starting quarterback the rest of the season. I think it would give me a huge advantage if I was aggressive. So do the same thing in your home leagues or your other leagues. Determine if you want to be aggressive in a super flex league. Or one quarterback league, if your quarterback you know, isn't very consistent, I think Andy Dalton is going to be a very consistent quarterback. I also think it's going to in- increase Zeke Elliott's value because I think they're going to rely on the run a little more. And Dalton isn't known to really run the ball himself. So I, I doubt very many quarterback sneaks in the future for him. All right, so that's, that's the main guy we want to talk about. Let's talk about running backs. Uh, I talked about Cam Akers in previous episodes. If Cam Akers is somehow available on your waiver wire, go ahead and add him. Uh, this past week, he came back from that rib injury. He had nine carries for 61 yards. If you haven't seen his 46-yard uh, breakaway run, you need to check that out. Uh, it just shows the potential that he has, the vision that he has, the elusiveness that he has. Uh, he was run down by Montez Sweat, who who ran a 4-4-1-40 at the Combine. Uh, at that time, he was the fastest um, ever recorded defensive lineman to run the 40-yard dash. So, dude had wheels. He was chasing straight line, chasing Cam Akers while Cam Akers was making moves. Um, caught up to him and tackled him. But Cam Akers has all the potential to be an every-down stud moving forward. So, I expect Akers to eventually take over that starting role. In Dynasty, if you can buy him low, buy him low right now. 
uh, in, in redrafts, if he's available, pick him up. Uh, he's going to be one of those players that if you can hold on to him long enough, he could be someone that could help us through the playoffs uh, and for a championship run. Uh, another guy we want to talk about is Chase Edmonds. Now, this was the week four Kenyon Drake to smash against the Jets. He didn't do that. Instead, Chase Edmonds, you know, showed out. He had that 29-yard touchdown run. I mean, he only had three carries, I believe. One was the 29-yard touchdown run. But he also caught five balls for 56 yards. All right. He he caught more than Drake. Drake had one catch. Uh, but Drake was the bell call. I think Drake had 16 carries. Um, but he wasn't very efficient with those carries. And on top of that, Edmonds played 45% of the snap share, which is a season high for him. So if he's not on one of your league mates' rosters, you need to go get him. So look to add Chase Edmonds. Um, now in Fab, you know I'd probably give 10 to 20% for Edmonds. I, I'd give 20% for Acres. Uh, if you're looking to add add those running backs. Um, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings situation. Dalvin Cook, the MRI came back today. Zimmer said that uh, Cook looked okay. Um, but hamstrings could hamper uh, Cook for a couple games. So we want to look at Madison. Uh, Madison is going to be the darling. I mean, he ran for 136 yards uh, in replacement of Cook. Um He's a good-looking running back. He's not the explosive playmaker that Cook is. But if Cook were to be out, Madison would be the lead back. So uh, I would probably give around you know, $30. If, if that's less than 30% of your fab, uh, you want to give about 30 to 40% of your fab. If it's less than $30, I try to bid $30 on him. But that also brings me to Mike Boone. And we saw what happened last year with Mike Boone. Mike Boone is a more explosive running back than Madison, uh, but Madison has the draft capital. So Madison's getting uh, the first crack at it. But I would not be surprised, again, to see Boone take some of that, a piece of that pie. Uh, and no one's going to think about adding Boone. So I would try to add him for a few dollars uh, if you know everyone goes after Madison just to see what happens. I think Boone could have an opportunity to to steal carries from Madison. And then if Madison can't stay healthy himself, we saw Boone take over last year and right right before the fantasy playoffs. And another running back before we, we leave here, I talk about uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, how we want to wait till a team drops him. He had that great performance two weeks ago, but he came back down to earth this week. Uh, he had 11 carries for 27 yards. That was only two and a half yards a carry. Uh, and then he had five catches for 24 yards. And J.D. McKissick led running backs in receptions. They've had a quarterback change. So if, for some reason, Gibson becomes more and more inefficient, you might see some owners give up on him. Uh, but again, we're going to stay with the strategy that if he's available on our waiver wire, we are going to add him and stash him, knowing we're not really going to expect much from him until around, you know, the latter part of the season, week 10, week 11, week 12, when I think Washington is going to be, you know, out of the playoffs and they're just going to be leaning on Gibson to give him that playing time and that experience. So 
keep your eye on Gibson again. I thought the window was closed. He came back down to earth this week. So one more outing like that, you might see some of your league mates give up on him and try to get someone like Madison instead. Um, so keep your eye on that. That's it for running backs. Let's go to receivers. Uh, we'll start with Visca. If you don't have LaVisca yet, I talked to him, talked about him a few episodes ago. If you don't have Visca yet, go ahead and add him. He is now the leading receiver for the Jaguars with 23 receptions. Uh, he has surpassed Chark as the Jaguars' number one wide receiver. So if you don't have him, you need to add him. He's a wide receiver three flex starter for now. As he continues to get acclimated into the offense, I think you can start seeing him as the go-to receiver for the Jags. Similar as we saw Jarvis Landry a few years ago, uh, Anquan Bolden, these guys that just remain right around the line of scrimmage and just get all the dump-offs and short passes, et cetera, et cetera. So add Visca if you don't have him already. And how about Jerry Judy? The Broncos game was postponed. We know that Sutton's out for the year. No offense, still dealing with that injury. Jerry Judy is recovering from his own injury. KJ Hamler had re-aggravated the hamstring. Judy is going to be the centerpiece of the offense through the air. I know Tim Patrick had a breakout a few weeks ago, and a lot of people are going after Tim Patrick. But I'd rather go after Jerry Judy if he's there. Jerry is a stud. And over time, he's going to, um, you know, rise to the top. Next one, Henry Ruggs. Uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, we saw what he can do fully healthy. Take the top right off the defense. Something we talked about in the offseason. DBs aren't going to be able to hang with Ruggs. Uh, so I would I would add him for 10% of your fab. Um, he could be, you know, a, a really good addition to your team. Another one is Brandon Cooks. We talked about him a few weeks ago. Uh, since then, Bill O'Brien's been fired. Brandon Cooks definitely showed up this week. He had eight catches, 161 yards, and a touchdown. That's definitely the ceiling that we want on our fantasy teams. Now, I don't know if he's going to rotate weeks with uh, Fuller. One week Fuller goes off, the next week Cook goes off, et cetera, et cetera. But Cook is someone we want on our roster. So, you know, we, we should have got him a few weeks ago if you had the chance. I know I got him in one league. Um and I still have him on the bench because he had that terrible game, you know, last week. But he showed out today. Romil Cromel has now taken over. So you never know what type of offense they're going to run. And it's good that his first game, Cooks recorded not only a lot of targets, but a lot of yards and a touchdown. So we like Cooks moving forward. 10% of your fab if you don't have him already. Uh, next is we want to talk about Travis Fulgham. Uh, he is a second-year player, I think, out of Old Dominion. Just completely torched Pittsburgh for 10 for 152-1. and one. Um, Could have been a one-hit wonder. It could have been. Last week I talked about uh, adding Alshon Jeffrey early. He could play this week. So if Alshon plays this week, he might need some time to knock the rust off, but he will go back to being the number one wide receiver. Him and Carson Wentz have a great chemistry together. And then also Deshaun Jackson is supposed to be back, which is going to take Fulgham's role as, you know, as a deep threat. Uh, so we could see in a matter of a week, Travis Fulgham go from the, the week's darling ad uh, to 
the third wide receiver behind all Sean and Deshaun Jackson. So be careful with that one. I know he had a great game, uh, but do not overpay just to add him because the future is a little murky there in Philly. What about Chase Claypool? Chase fucking Claypool. This guy just, he looked like an animal out there. I mean, he caught a lot of, a lot of balls with his body. Uh, and that's something that, you know, worries me as a prospect but if the coaches are going to find a way to get him the football and he's going to score fantasy points that's all that matters in the end whether he sucks at football or he's good at it his size his speed his strength is going to allow him to you know mismatch opponents and if you look at what he did this last week he ran a touchdown in a reverse you know it was a i think it was a uh like a five yard run or three yard run i think he had 11 yard pass so you know, he was matched up. Philly Philly had a terrible game plan against Chase. But again, they probably didn't plan for it because they were expecting to face Deontay Johnson. And when Deontay Johnson went out and Chase Claypool comes in and he's matched up on linebackers. Linebackers against Chase Claypool, all right? Fucking baby Mapletron, whatever they want to call this guy. No linebacker is going to hang with Chase Claypool. And then they had a rookie defensive back on him. The guy, I think it was his first game as a DB, matched up against Chase Claypool. Yes, he's going to dominate, okay? Especially if they expect that rookie and that linebacker game plan to cover Deontay Johnson, who's much smaller and much slower than Chase Claypool. So, yes, he had a great game. But let's not overreact. I'd still probably give... You know, 20% of my fab because if Pittsburgh decides to find ways to get him the ball, he could be a wide receiver three, a flex. Uh, but for the entire season, for cons consistency, I like Visca much better. I like Jerry Judy much better. Uh, I like Brandon Cooks much better. But Chase Claypool has extreme upside, as we saw this week with four touchdowns or three touchdowns, whatever he had. I think he had seven for 110 and three. I think he ran one. I'm not even sure, but uh, dude just balled out this week. Um, so it looks great on the fantasy stat sheet, but let's not go chasing points. Don't spend your entire fab on Chase Claypool. Um, you know, Juju's still there. Deontay Johnson should be back. Uh, James Washington. I think if anyone's the odd man out, it's James Washington. But again, Claypool's a rookie, so you know unless they put him in advantageous situations he's still just a rookie and he's probably the fourth receiver on the board so be careful don't overspend to add him after one good game all right i think that's it for receivers let's talk about tight ends real quick there's just two tight ends that we should really look at and that's jimmy graham we talked about in the offseason how people were making fun of the bears because they were adding all these tight ends and i tried to explain that the tight end is the focal point of Matt Nagy's offense and they are a much better team when they you know get the tight end involved that mixed with the fact that Nick Foles loves throwing to his tight end and Jimmy Graham uh, while he might not be consistent every week he is going to be looked at down near the goal line so you know it's it's not predictable to get a touchdown every week but he's going to get targets and uh, he could end up, you know, every week like three for 30, maybe have a touchdown here or there or 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 maybe have 50 to 60 yards. Um, so 
he's worth adding. I mean, he's a tight end, so I'd give one to two dollars. Um, the other one that you want to look at is Trey Burton for the Colts. Frank Reich coached him in Philly. Um, utilized him a lot at the goal line. Uh, loves having that type of tight end. Uh, in this past week, him coming back, he had five catches for 33 yards and left Mo Alley Cox with no catches, Jack Doyle with no catches. Uh, it looks like Trey Burton is now going to be the tight end. Uh, so in the preseason, we talked about Jack Doyle was a potential sleeper. He goes down. I got on the radio and I said, Mo Alley Cox has put Jack Doyle to bed. Mo Alley Cox is the guy moving forward. And here we are, fast forward three weeks later, and now I'm telling you that Trey Burton is the guy. So it basically lets you know that I don't know what the fuck the Colts are going to do, uh, but they like throwing it to their tight end. So if we can find the right tight end, uh, we'll have some value. So this week, let's throw a dart at Trey Burton, $1 and $2.00. Put them on our lineup, stash them. All right. Well, there's two guys that I want to talk about getting a week early. Um, and, and one might not even be a week early, and that's Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I think that he's starting to look a little better with Drew Brees. Um, and I think that Michael Thomas has been suspended uh, for this game. And when he does come back, you know, we don't know how that ankle is going to react. Uh, I was a big fan of Traquan Smith, and and he could still he could still um, continue to have a good season. But I just think Sanders is getting more and more um, chemistry built with him and Breeze, and I think we're going to see that relationship develop a little bit. And also, I think defensive coordinators are going to focus on Traquan Smith a lot more because he's a lot younger than Sanders. He's a lot faster than Sanders. Uh, he's shown potential to be you know, what Sanders was in his prime uh, and a playmaker. So you'll probably see, you know, safety shadowing Traquan and double covering him. And it's going to leave, you know, Sanders open more often for Breeze. So, you know, depending on how he does against the Chargers, we might want to um, look at him and, and see if we can add him um, and see how the Chargers game goes. The next one, and this might sound crazy, uh, but this is Antonio Brown. All right, we're going, we're going into week six. We're going into week six, and Antonio Brown was suspended for eight games. Okay, and a few days ago or a week ago, Adam Schefter came out and said, "Don't expect to see Antonio Brown this season." <clears throat> but I completely disagree with that take and here's why we are in a covid rigid season with injuries piling up left and right all right if antonio brown is reinstated to the nfl after eight games there is going to be a team that is desperate there is going to be a team that is a potential Super Bowl winner. There's going to be a team that is trying to save the head coach's job. And this team, this team is going to say, we need Antonio Brown. We will give you a contract for the rest of the season. Eight, nine games. We'll give you a few million dollars for eight to nine games. 
and you're going to help us get to X, whether that's the Super Bowl, whether that's the playoffs, whether that's saving a coach's or a GM's job. Get us to the end of the season. Antonio Brown's 32 years old. He knows he has very few chances left. So I would not I would not be surprised for him to take a deal for eight games to prove himself, and then he's a free agent for 2021 season. So maybe I'm way off here, but I just I know that greed in the NFL is is motivator. It is an influencer, and I think it's gonna happen. So again, I don't know if he's coming back week eight. He's supposed to, but he could also get suspended again. So we're going into week six. If you had if you're just killing it and you have a free space on your roster to just stash somebody for the hell of it pick up antonio brown see what happens you hate rooting for the villain but hey maybe this year we need to root for the villain all right fam that's it i'm gonna let y'all go add drops i don't know what's gonna happen in the saints game what's gonna happen in the bills game if there's any injuries uh, we'll talk about players. Gabe Davis is someone to keep your eye on. Uh, if John Brown's out and he plays well, that's another guy we want to look at, wide receiver. This rookie rookie wide receiver class is damn good. They are damn good. They could completely change the NFL. They could be number ones for the next five to seven years uh, on these teams. So don't take any of these rookies for granted, man. They're, they're all pretty good. So stay tuned uh, i'm gonna release the next dynasty episode on the dynasty buzz you can find that on twitter at dynasty buzz got the podcast called dynasty buzz uh check that out i'm gonna have a dynasty drop probably thursday night release it friday morning follow me on twitter at roto lounge look at my youtube channel roto lounge uh, instagram roto underscore lounge uh, i'm here for you hit me up with my dms anytime you have a question i'll do my best to help you out all right, till next time. Cheers. Blood, no